Hey everyone, welcome back to the Above Board Podcast. It is new, it's refreshed, we're in the year 2024, and today I have a very favorite guest of mine. She's a repeat to the show, Raina Fitzgerald. Raina, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you, John? I'm doing good. I'm excited for this. So we were brainstorming ideas, Raina and I, on our word of the year. This was actually her idea. And so it ended up being such a good conversation. I was like, you know what? Why don't you come on to the show and let's let's talk about our word of the year. So the last time you were on was episode 72. We talked talked about next gen leadership. Mm -hmm. Um, We learned about your Enneagram number. We learned so much about you. And I think a lot has changed over the last like a year ago, right? Was it a year ago that you were on the episode? Feels like it. Feels longer, actually. Yeah. So a lot has changed and now we're coming into 2024 and we have a word for the year. Mm -hmm. Um, I already know what yours is, but do you want to, let's maybe start with what your word is and, and let's, let's kind of talk about why, why you chose that. Well, first of all, I can't take credit for being the per, I, I think I can take credit for telling you about word of the year, but I feel like this is kind of like a normal thing. Like I've heard about it before, but I used to do it with Young Life. That was like our thing. We would go around and say our word of the year. So that's kind of where the inspiration came from. But yeah, I simmered on it for a little bit because to be honest, I was sitting down and Patrick was like, my husband was like, so what's your New Year's resolutions? And I was like, I don't know. Because for some reason this like going into this year I feel like I haven't had hardcore cut clear which is very unlike me I love Mm -hmm. making new year's resolutions I fall into the cliche I don't care it's so fun it feels productive you know it does and it really does feel like a reset it does so I didn't really have new year's resolutions although I came up with some a little bit after but they came from my word that I came up with so my word for the year is grounded or grounding. However, that plays out, you know, I don't really know which one it falls Depending in. on how it, you're using it in a sentence. Exactly. It can't be just ground, but yeah, grounded or grounding. And the reason that that word came up for me, at least, is I felt like I'm 23 years old and I'm at a point in my life where I'm starting to get to the comfortableness, the routine and like the steadiness of my life. You know, there's not so many new things anymore. There's not so many big life changes happening. And I truly felt I am in the things that I love doing and want to be in, but I want to go even deeper with them. And I want to be even more intentional with those things that I do. So every person that I'm with or whatever kind of facet I'm involved in in my life, um, I just want to be grounded in in the things that I'm doing. And then as an addition to that, when I when new things do come, because they do, um, or decisions have to be made or something like that, I really, really want to make sure I am confident in the yeses I make and the noes that I make. Like, I want to, I, I think it's because it stems from the fact that I am a pretty impatient person and I jump the gun on things because I get so excited or 
you know, I see opportunity and I just, I'm always open for new things. But I think that there's also goodness in making sure that what you're doing or what I'm doing is, has thought behind it. And I made sure it was something that I was going to be a hundred percent into. And so, yeah, I feel like one for the things that I'm already doing to just kind of stay grounded and deepen those things and the intentionality behind those things and anything new to come. Just want to make sure it's for me and it's, it's gonna, things are going to fill my cup and that this year is just being in the things that I'm already doing and just elevating them. Does that make sense? <laughs> it does. I, I wish, I wish Rich was on the show right now with us and shout out to, to Rich and Matt, but I don't know if you remember this last year we did at the beginning of the year or at the end of the prior year, we did these episodes where it was the year of yes, mm -hmm. the year of no. And then his was the year of, of presence and awareness. And a lot of what he shared, even though his word was different, but a lot of what we, sh he shared was somewhat similar sentiment to what, to what you're sharing. And so I think you guys could definitely connect a lot on that, but was there something that happened or maybe a series of things over the past year that just kind of led you to this evolution of this year's my year for being grounded? Was, was there, was there an event? Was there like, was there a moment where you're like, this is going to be my word now because of, of X, Y, Z? Yeah. I felt like maybe not like a big event, but maybe just a couple of small things. I just felt like this past year, I had a lot on my plate, and I just continued to keep putting things on my plate. And I had a moment, or what some people would call a breakdown, <laughs> where I was like, I just can't do everything, even though I want to. And through some weeks of figuring a few things out of what do I truly need at this point in my life and what do I want to be involved in? Who do I want to pursue relationships with? After a couple of weeks of sitting on that, I like really had some epiphanies because I just don't do that. I just I don't sit and think about the decisions that I make or how it could impact and so even impact me. And so I felt so good after that. I felt so confident in the changes that I was going to make to just take a step back and fully pursue the things that I love. So one of those things being I, I started a coffee bean business, a small business this past year. And we're going to talk about the fact that its name is gathered ground and your word is I, grounding. I mean, that's like kind of perfect, right? It wasn't on purpose. I promise. It was not on purpose. I just I know, but you might as well use it. You know, it's I like, know. It's, it's, it's perfect. I know. And it's so funny because like, I feel like everything I do revolves around coffee now, <laughs> but it is such like a passion of mine. So maybe I just subconsciously was like ground, you know, and I was like, hmm, that works both ways. But yeah, so started the small business this past year and I've just been like having fun with it and trying not to put the pressure on it. And I found myself trying like a little bit like putting pressure on it. And I just had to tell myself like, it's okay. Like you don't have to do all the things at once. Like it's a small business. I, I work full time with Canderpath. I'm loving all the things that I'm doing. So just take your time with the things that you're doing. And again, stay grounded in it. And then I, all, I also host a book club. And 
book club has been one of the most steady things in my life for the past two years. Me and my best friend Haley do it together. And I just feel like it is probably a part of why the reason that I want to stay grounded in things because book club has book club and actually Canderpath have been like this steady pace for me for the past couple of years. And I'm like, I love this. Like, I don't always have to chase a high. Like, I just love like being in the thing that I love doing. And it doesn't always have to be a next step or climbing the ladder or whatever. Like, I can just do it. And again, be grounded in the things that I'm doing. And I think that all those things kind of like put together are the reason why I kind of, you know, wanted that to be my word of the year. Hopefully not. Well, I'm going to admit something that I'm not proud of, but a lot of times I will like to take kind of a mental break in between meetings or what have you. Like I'll, I'll just scroll on like Instagram reels and just watch like short videos and stuff, which is awful because it does not help my my attention span of a gnat. Like I'm, you know, I like flip through videos over and over again, but I, I came across one and, and it was this doctor who was talking about there's previous generations had three areas of their life that they could go to. Like, the, so their work life, their home life, and then they had a, the social life and, and, and fast forward to our generation. It's especially since COVID, you know, you work from home. A lot of times all these things kind of blend lines now. And, you know, you might not have an office life because you, your home life, like you work from home, for example. And so they were basically kind of talking about how now today's world, we usually have one or maybe two, but not three of those different areas. And that can lead to burnout that can lead to depression that can lead to a lot of different things. And it's really funny that it's just like literally right before this, I was, I watched that video. So it's, it's funny to hear you mention that. And it kind of tied in with this video that I watched where I'm like, I, I see that. For example, for me, like social side, like I don't have, like I pour so much of my life into work um, mm-hmm. and then into my family with my kids and stuff. So the social side's like definitely lagging. And I think hearing you say that, like being grounded in your, like this book club that you have, like that's your, so, that's one of your social things. And I think that that's so important. And I don't know, just as you were saying that, that kind of came up for me of, yeah, those three areas of life are so important. And many people don't focus on that. Because we're always kind of out of balance, you know, like we go out of whack and we focus really heavily on one thing for a while and then we forget some other stuff. And then what happens, we feel burned out or we feel exhausted or we feel tired by that pursuit because we focus so much time solely on one thing. And so it sounds like that's your focus this year is to be a little more, another way of saying that would be like balance, but have these other vocations or areas of your life where you can spend that time and and enjoy it. Yeah, and it's funny that you bring up balance because I swear that word is like my arch nemesis. Like I am the opposite I'm of balance. I'm so glad that's not my word of the year then. <laughs> I, just feel, I just feel like balance is always that word that's nagging at me. But truly like balance isn't that possible like in most people's lives. And I know not to bring up the Enneagram, but like being a wing three and an achiever and wanting to go out and do these goals. It just feels like life is always out of balance because of pursuing new things or adding more things on our plate. And so because I have this small hatred for the word balance, the next like (laughs) subset of that was, well, if I can't have balance, what can I do? And I just kind of 
imagined like the picture of a tree and how like we have all these things that are you know our branches like stretch out to but the roots underneath like the things that ground the tree are the reasons why we can stretch farther and there's this I heard it at a conference recently but there's this really cool thing of like once the tree is grounded and can grow and its canopy kind of stretches out enough to where the sunlight hits it, it just keeps growing. So I feel like the deeper rooted you are and the more like intentional you are with the things that you are in, that it's just a natural cause that you're going to be able to like then grow out a little bit more. So. Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. that's that's awesome. That's an amazing yeah. analogy. Hey there, you're awesome for tuning into the show. Do you want bite-sized daily doses of above board content delivered straight to your Amazon Alexa? Subscribe to Canterpath 365 and enjoy our daily brief featuring market updates, relevant financial news, and mini clips from yours truly on this podcast, as well as Rich and Matt. Visit cannerpath365.com to sign up. I connect with a lot of this stuff that we're talking about because I think for me, so it, it's funny because we had a conversation on this podcast last year and it was Matt, Rich, and myself. And Matt and Rich got in an argument about balance because Matt was like, I'm seeking balance. And Matt's, or, or Matt said, I'm seeking balance. And Rich said, that doesn't exist. Literally. And, and, to a degree, like they're both right. Like they're, I, I saw both of their points of view. And I think something for me that I'm pursuing is, is it okay if I, can I share my word yet? Yes, I, I want to hear it. I was going to ask it anyways. Let's, let's Well, so it. it's, it's funny because one of, I have a list of words in preparation for this because I'm like, I got to come ready for this conversation because I know Raina is. And I had written the word balance, but I knew I wasn't going to use that, but I had written it down. And it's funny. So that's like, your arch enemy word. But uh, so the word that I ended up using is gain, which like you hear that and you're like, what does that mean? Well, how could that, how do you connect that? And so I was reading a book and in this book, it was, it referenced another book and it's called the gap in the gain by Dan Sullivan and Dr. Benjamin Hardy. And so I put the other book down. And I said, this is the one I need to read. Because it, it's this whole idea of describing that there's two ways of thinking in terms of how you progress in life. So there's gap thinking, which is focusing your thoughts on the gap between now and wherever that horizon is in the future, like what you're striving for, what you're progressing towards. And then there's gain thinking, which is focusing on the gains that you've made, like looking at yourself now and going back three years and five years or 12 months ago and saying, wow, I've come so far. I've done so much and feeling proud of the work that you've done. And I've realized for the better part of, I don't know, several years, but definitely the last year, I've been in this mentality of gap thinking where I'm kind of always just worrying or thinking about progressing to this future version of my life or myself or whatever the case is. But the problem is, and even I am aware enough to recognize this about myself, but like I keep moving the goalposts. And when you continue to make that pursuit and you're just chasing or climbing this mountain, but you keep changing the goalpost, eventually that's going to lead to feelings of burnout because you can never stop and sit and reflect on, wow, like that was great. Like we have, we've accomplished so much. So within Candor Path, like we've accomplished, what's that? <laughs> I thought you were having like a moment. 
You were giving me like the pause. Coffee, tea went down the wrong pipe. Um, of course. But but so, you know, I, I and, and, and long story short, Matt and I, I brought this to him and he, you know, he loves when I bring him like a book study. But I was like, hey, we got to do this together and and read this book. And he's like, well, why? You know, I, I don't have this problem. This You have this problem. He didn't say it. He said it way nicer than that. But I said, well, you know, him and I have a tendency to, let's say, check off an accomplishment, something that we were growing towards as a company and like acknowledging it maybe and then just immediately talking about the next goal or the next thing. And I think that's very common in the workplace. I think that's that, you know, a lot of people do that. And so at the beginning of this year, thinking about what my goals were going to be, same as you, I love writing them down. I love coming up with New Year's resolutions. I just decided that I wanted to be more of a thinking in the gain and being able to look back on my life and realizing some of these amazing things that I currently have that I've always want, like I've been working towards and that I have them already. So a lot of it's just like another way of, of kind of have, giving a, a perspective shift to things. But for me, that's been, that's been certainly important. And, and in the last 90 days, there's been stuff that's led to this. So, you know, my wife had, I mean, you know this, but, and anyone listening to this has probably heard us talk about this in the last episode, but she had a fairly major back surgery and thankfully she's okay now, but like you have these moments where you don't realize how delicate your health is until something throws it out of whack. And the whole family balance was out of whack because she was just out of commission for weeks. And, and I think about that moment and I'm so grateful that I had the opportunity to be there the way I wanted to be for my family and help her out and show up for her. But I don't know, you just, there's things you take for granted in life and I don't, I'm not, I don't want to do that anymore. So I'm yeah. trying to be more gain focused instead of gap focused and just always worried about what's the next thing? What am I growing to? What am I progressing towards? Mm -hmm. Cause that's part of my personality anyway, Raina. And it is yours too. Like, I think that's part of it is like both you and I are trying to keep that in check a little bit. Like mm. I'm not ignoring that side of me, but I'm being more mindful of maybe what I have accomplished and trying to be a little more gain focused. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah I love that. I also love that you shared a little bit about kind of what's been going on. And I know there's a, with one big thing, there's also little things that happen. And I think that you and your family, you know, move beautifully through, you know, hard things happening, especially with Jackie and her back. And one thought on gain thinking is my, I think it was Michael Scott that I talked to recently, <clears throat> because in a way our, our words kind of, and they're entangled a little bit. They make, they make sense for both sides. Like I do feel like we have similar personalities in that way. So Michael said something to me not too long ago when I was talk when I was having my little breakdown and I was just like, I don't know why I feel this pressure to show up and do the next thing and whatever. And he's like, well, it's ingrained in us from when we were kids. Like you, you start off in kindergarten you go to the next grade, you go to the next grade, you go to the next grade until you graduate. And then you're told you got to get a degree. And so you do. So school is kind of like a way of thinking there's, there's another thing, there's another step, there's another way. And then once you're, once you're done with school, then you have your career. And then, there, then there's that thinking of climbing the ladder. And then there's mm -hmm. someone like you, that's like, you have a business. And so it's never ending opportunities to do the next thing. You know, and I just feel like 
sometimes we have to take this step back and have this gain thinking of like where you're at. Of I need, I just need to be reflective of what I've done thus far and be proud of that. And whatever comes next, this is where it kind of folds into mind, whatever comes next, let's be sure it's the right way and it's the right thing. And that it's something one, not only good for us in a selfish way, but also in a selfless way, good for other people. Because if we're not Mm -hmm. showing up well, we're not showing up well for other people. And I know that that comes in a lot into play with Candor Path and owning a business as well. And I've seen, again, you and Matt move beautifully through every decision that you make. It's like, how is this going to benefit our clients? How is Mm -hmm. this going to benefit our community? Everything has intentionality. I did have one follow-up question from your... Yeah, okay. Uh, So this game thinking is pretty much reflective and you said that like just a little bit of I instead of seeing the thing and moving on from it it's more so understanding what I've done reflecting on the good things and you know moving from that Mm -hmm. do you have a practice set in place that you like to do to be reflective and like gratitude of all the things that you've done and understand all the gains that you've made already that you can move and use yeah that's it that's awesome so a couple things i i felt like doing the doing this as a book study with matt would be helpful because it would just allow us the opportunity to talk about this and uh, yeah we've we used to we used to talk about this on the show too but we would take walks together in the morning because we live in the same neighborhood and so i kind of envision that happening sort of naturally like we're both consuming this material reading this book and you know then then talking about it um, something that I just started yesterday again, which I loved doing and I got away from is the five minute journal, mm. which is just like a gratitude journal. I'm not a big journaler. Like I don't want to sit down on my thoughts and write down or type things for an hour. I, I don't want to do that. But I like this one because it's like, what are three things that happened in your day that were awesome? And and what are, you know, what are two ways that you could have made the day better? And so I, I like that because it really does force me on a daily practice to sit down and reflect, not just on the big wins, but even in these like little just moments, these these nice things that can happen in our life that a lot of times you just you just mark and move on from. We had an awesome Disney day as a team last Friday. And that was one of the things that I wrote down over the weekend that I was grateful for because there was a time where it was like, maybe so cool as a company if we could do this thing for our whole team and like just team togetherness and, and hanging out with each other and camaraderie. And we did it. And like, I didn't even think twice about it. You know, Megan put it all together. We had this event. I'm like, oh, that was so fun. That was great. And it wasn't until the next day where I was really reflecting on it. I'm like, that was so awesome. And I got to talk to your husband, Patrick, for example. And like, I loved just the opportunity to chat with him and hang with him for a little bit in a way that I never would have been able to before. Or, you know, we, you know, unless we created an intentional reason to, we wouldn't have. So I think, I think that the, that the gratitude journal is definitely helpful. I, I wrote this thing down that definitely makes sense for me and I'll explain it in a second but it's it's my happiness won't be determined by my successes or what I hope to pursue and accomplish but by recognizing how far I've come and I that quote means a lot for me because what I've learned because like outside looking in you could hear that and be like no whatever it's nicer to pursue it's like cool to get like new cars and buy things and have more money and grow and that's great but that stuff doesn't make me happy. Like I've, I've realized that about myself over those, these last few years, like 
the 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 accomplishments or or like chasing or pursuing something, I get it. I check that box. I'm like, that's cool. I did that. Like I did that goal that you know I told myself I'd fulfill. And great, good job. Pat myself on the back. Move on to the next thing. And so those things don't make me happy. It's really being able to stop and reflect. And you know, it's just it's cool. I got this beautiful family with these kids these kids at this awesome age and I don't want to blink and miss it, you know? So I guess a lot of what we are talking about is like balance and harmony and, and, and all that. But, um, but it's, it's, it's important to recognize and, and in a way our words are pretty connected, even though it didn't seem like it at face value. In fact, when I, when I had gain written down, I'm like, people are going to think I'm going to talk about like the markets. Like (laughs) I want the stock market to gain money this year, you know? Yeah. 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 I do think that both of our, words are detrimental to our personalities as well. So I'm excited to see how how we stick with them through the year cuz I just I feel like they're detrimental because they're very opposite to what's natural mm-hmm. for our personalities and so it's going to take practice and it's going to take a reminder. Maybe we put a sticky note on our computers of it throughout the rest of the year, but I'm, I'm hoping for good things. And I think I like that. I'm trying to remind myself too, Raina, that again, it's not that we're not abandoning our personalities for wanting more, you know, wanting to achieve things in life. It's just that we're, we're trying to change our, our mindset Hmm. to how we, how we see the world and how we view that progress. That's all great. Like, I know I'm not gonna, I can't flip a switch and change myself. Like I, I, I like building our company. I like changing our client experience and engaging with our client community. That's all fun for me, but, but recognizing, you know, what's a healthy balance and what's not. And what are the things that like being this, this whole like gain focused point of view, that's really, you know, what I'm, what I'm focused on this year. So maybe now that we're talking about it and we're probably wrapping up the show here in a moment, what we should do is have like checkpoints throughout the year that we revisit our word of the year. Cause we, we didn't do that last year. Like we had our, we had like our phrase, like this is the year of yes, the year of no, the year of awareness, but we didn't talk about it until 12 full months later. So I think like maybe you and I have some check-ins. What do you think? Are you up for that? I, yeah, I like that. I mean, it will probably hold me accountable <laughs> knowing that anybody that's listening to this podcast is like, better be grounded, you know? <laughs> so it might, Let's might do just it. do that. I, I like that little extra accountability. That That'd be nice. But also, and, even if it's not perfect, I think that that's like the realism of like how our lives pan out and how a year goes. You just never know. So here for the journey. I love it. There's there's a quote by Rick Warren that I want to end today with. And it's remember how far you've come, not just how far you have to go. You are not where you want to be, but neither are you where you used to be. So that's how we're, that's how we're going to wrap the show. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us on the first episode of season four, episode 101. We're excited to be doing these, coming back at you weekly. So we will see you next Wednesday. And until then, we hope you have a great week. Take care. Bye.